0: Shut up and sit down.
1: Hello, and welcome to Futures Focus, a podcast brought to you by Prospects Fifteen Hundred. My name is Alex Sanchez and we are on the train here of Major League Baseball and, of course, more importantly, Minor League Baseball now officially underway for a couple of weeks. Um, In fact, it's so exciting around here that uh, my usual co-host, David Gasper, decided to take the weekend off and go visit some Minor League games over in Nashville um, but taking his place today and going to do just as good of a job, I'm sure, is Mr. Andrew Rhodes of the, uh, Los Angeles Angels for Prospects 1500. And he is also the major contributor to the prospect of the day, which is an insane amount of work. I know very much, but Andrew, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: great, Alex. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. Talk a little bit about that prospect of the day. I know we were chatting off what off air a little bit about just what goes into that what it is and uh, it's kind of become your little baby now in a way
0: Yeah we um we generally take about 6 prospects from hitting 6 prospects from pitching um and we try to or we take them from the group of uh the players of the day that played today and then um those are that we put that for our prospect of the day I have to go through um all the box scores I have to check um everybody i i check what what uh what their hits are total bases uh stolen bases i mean caught stealing too i I mean there's a prospect that stole four bases but also got uh caught stealing two times uh and was um uh pick off a couple times too so like you know there's certain things i got to look at um and then you know it's just it's I have to do that at the end of the day. It's it's quite a bit, a bit of a task um, because the way my schedule works is best to do at the end of the night rather than in the morning when some of these sites that will update these stats and everything it it um, it's just a big process. But I enjoy it. I enjoy having uh, going through them, and I'm learning a lot from doing this.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know what it is, but when I see those tweets, and it could be a guy that you know I haven't really been following too much, but once he gets on your tweet. And I just like, oh, he's a stud. I have to go get him in all my leagues. And he's obviously having a breakout now, even though he could have been hitting one fifty before that. <laughs> yeah,
0: so yeah. There's a um there's a guy from the Dodgers or from the Kansas City Royals, um, River Towns, who I'm he's like creeping on my radar because he's got a cup quite a few of these good games, but I'm like I'm being cautious with him. But I, I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well
1: uh Again, like I said, David is uh taking some games over in Nashville. I'm sure we'll hear all about that next week. In fact, I have a game to talk about as well. We'll get to that in a bit where I was able to attend a Lake Elsinore storm game. But the agenda for today is going to be more, again, just, just simply going over the starts to some of our favorite prospects, catching the surprises that have come out of the gate scorching hot. And we're talking like and now we're a couple of weeks into it. You know, 60, 70 plate appearances, which is it's a little bit more than a short sample at this point. I mean, it's starting to be a, a big sample size. Uh, we got some guys that are off to humongous starts. Um, we also have some guys that are striking out every, every other at-bat as well. We'll talk about those guys uh, in addition. I think we have to. Um, but let's get right into it right now, Andrew. Um, we were celebrating a few weeks ago on the last episode because everybody – was coming up to the big leagues. We got Torque, we got Wit, we got Julio, we got Josh Lowe, we got everybody coming up. And all of those guys, those top 100 guys, um, have not been great. <laughs> it's been like, uh, I there's, it's been a disappointment. I don't think you can say it in any other way. We were hoping that, you know, we even talked about this, about one of these guys is just going to explode, whether it be Torque or Julio or Wit. And, you know, uh, Torkelson's probably the, the best one of those elite, elite guys, and he's hitting 214, although he does have an on-base percentage of 353, does have a couple bombs lately, uh, been hitting the ball really, really well, actually looks fine. Um, Julio has been being called out on strikes left and right that are not even close in the strikes, and I don't know what's going on with that. He's hitting 192, has yet to hit that home run. Same for Witt, no home runs. You know, had that opening day double, uh, has made some great plays. He, he's going like one for four every day, it seems now this last week. He's hitting a buck eighty-four. Uh, Josh Lowe is into one seventy. Um, so CJ Abrams again, one eighteen. He's looked like he's, he's a little overmatched, although he did hit that home run. <laughs> but if you saw the home run, it, it was, uh, it was not a, bomb by any means but it was still a home run i suppose so um andrew your thoughts on those elite guys and does anybody really scare you um and just your initial thoughts here on the first couple of weeks
0: you know i kind of i kind of knew this was going to happen like this it's just going from triple a to the majors is such a big jump and for julio it's double a to the majors that's that's a humongous jump and i you know i just I knew this was kinda of happening and then add on to it that the changes of the ball to going back to it seems like pre twenty fifteen, the baseball is going back to pre twenty fifteen uh ways. So like, you know, the power is numbers are gonna just plummet because of that. So it, it's it makes sense that there's just not gonna be the homers and and the batting averages will be down. Um the called strikes for Julio, I I mean it's it's pretty early for the umps too, I guess. Uh, I mean, even even major leaguers that have been in a league for ten years are getting random calls on them that you just you kind of just shake your head at. Or and maybe it's just we're we're familiar with the box now, so it may change our perspective too.
1: Yeah. Did you see Angel Hernandez tonight on Sunday Night Baseball? Oh so
0: my God!
1: Phillies game. I'm sure David has some things that he would like to say. Oh about that. man, those were some horrific calls. And poor Kyle Schwarber went. Nuclear.
0: <laughs> uh, didn't they not hit just him. Cesar Hernandez
1: did yeah. too, didn't he? Oh yeah. man. Everybody was having their, their, uh, second, second guessing of Angel Hernandez to put it lightly, I suppose.
0: I mean, that's constant though, regardless of the time of year though, right?
1: Just crazy. He gets to be on Sunday night baseball. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't quite seem right. You know, I, I agree with you. It's not surprising. Baseball's mm-hmm. hard. I mean, all you have to do yep. is look back at Mike Trout. And his initial—that's what I keep telling myself. Um, I did have, you know, a couple guys try to get <laughs> these guys in dynasty leagues. I uh, some trades for Bobby Witt that I just had to, you know, shake my head at. No. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, we we want these guys to kind of just ex- yeah. explode. We know they're great. Um, I, you know, in terms of guys, I'm worried about Julio looks great. Spencer looks very comfortable. I think Spencer's mm-hmm. gonna. Probably hit, you know, close to 30 home runs, even if the average isn't high. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. Um, CJ though scares me. I don't think Abrams is, is quite ready. Um, he is providing some value in terms of he's playing the outfield now. He can steal a base when he does get on very easily, although he's overslid the base twice because he's so damn fast. But yeah, I I don't think CJ Abrams is ready, which is, is really not a surprise. And I think as soon as Tatis is back up, we might see him go back down. Um, with that being said, of course, we do have some guys that are exploding onto the scene. Um, especially Stephen Kwan, a guy that, uh, you know, 24 year old had a little bit of a swing adjustment. He added a leg kick known as kind of a Nick Madrigal. In fact, they're on the same team at Oregon State and, uh,
0: he's hitting 357. So it's not that hard guys. Let's get together no. here. <laughs> um, I, Generally they, you, you get rid of it, like the kick to get better, not add one to it, to your swing, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you don't have any power, though, I think that's, that was the thing, right? He uh, needed to okay. add some sort of power because he was, he was Nick Madrigal essentially. He just didn't strike mm. out. But, um, uh, not, I did want to mention someone else too. Jeremy Pena, a guy who I haven't been necessarily too excited about. I thought he was more of a defensive guy that if he hit great, but walk off home run tonight had a great, uh, opening series, he, you know, it's 267, but, you know, that looks fantastic compared to those elite guys. Um, has the couple of homers, and, you know, he's in the very stacked Houston lineup. He looks quite good. Uh, Seth Beer, I mean, technically still prospect eligible. <laughs> he's hitting 375. He had that walk-off home run. Diego Castillo in Pittsburgh looks like he belongs, even if Pittsburgh wasn't playing him the first week for whatever reason. Um he looks like he might be a potential everyday regular, not a superstar by any means. Um Bryson Stott was off to a good start. He has since struggled since then. He's down to one thirty three. Actually didn't know he was that low. I just oh, wow. kind of yeah, but I remember he got off to a decent start. So uh of those guys that are up and performing, uh who do you think has the best shot to kind of continue it for the rest of the year?
0: You know what? I actually would say Jeremy Pena um i there's i know how he would get out like the pitchers would pitch to him because they'd just pitch him uh away low and away and get him out but i i i just think he has really great coverage middle in and that's just been that's been the bread and butter for him that's where you'll see him get the homers or you see him uh hit the ball hard is middle in and he just got great plate coverage over there so i i think he's actually probably going to be the safest one to continue to hit well because I just think he has the best plate coverage out of all the group. At least that I've seen so far. I haven't broken down uh, Stephen Kwan yet, but so far for Jeremy Pena, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Pena looks, I mean, he looks like a a major leaguer for sure already. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I remember when he was, you know, coming up in the the lower end of the minors, I definitely didn't Uh see him looking like that now. But (laughs) I do like Stephen Kwan, though, as well. I think that, uh, I'm not shocked that he's off to this tremendous start, and I think that he is going to be fantasy relevant the whole year mm-hmm. i mean three fifty seven right now four seventy three on base with um you know six strikeouts to nine walks got he did come out of the game today it looks like it's just day to day, so that's that's good and the great thing yeah. is that I think he's in that outfield i mean i he essentially he's cemented his position in that outfield for the entire season. I mean, they gotta have somebody out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I think you'll be out there. Um, I don't
0: know what you're gonna get
1: in terms of power or stolen bases, but you know, a lot of runs um, mm-hmm. and a good on base and a good average, which is tough to find. I mean, if you the, the averages, if you're in those leagues, and you know, a bunch of people are, um, those average guys are important and. I, they're more
0: important this year than ever,
1: right? Ever, yeah. And you pair them with those guys that are, you know, like the Bobby Dahlbecks or yep. uh, I don't know Zanino that hit 180, but have some power, and then you, you yep. got something there. So that's that's a way to kind of to do it at the end there. Um, I do want to take a minute though to mm-hmm. uh, talk about Fantrax, our sponsor here on uh, Futures Focus. We've been talking about them for quite a while. I did want to remind you, it's been a couple of. Weeks or not a couple. I mean, we kind of missed last week, I suppose. Uh, Easter got you know. I this is crazy month for me. I actually have four birthdays. I got a wife, daughter, and both parents have birthdays this month, so it's been crazy. So it, it is a good time to remind everybody to sign up for Fantrax if you have not done so today. They are still doing the game day experience, which is going to allow you to get an entry to win a regular season tickets to any MLB game for you and your entire league, including method of travel to get over there and you don't have to pay anything to enter and every league that you're in already does count as an entry so the more leagues you're in I don't know how many leagues you're in Andrew I'm in I don't know six or seven uh, actually probably more than that um, if you include some of the other sports as well so I like my entries but again if you uh, you know sign up today do that, uh you know, kind of fun to do a, a three-week draft, you know, three into the season, three weeks draft, and and get that Stephen Kwan pick that nobody oh, did. Oh yeah, that, that, um, that sound fun. Yeah, and uh the other thing I wanted to mention about Fantrax is the ability to adjust. It's uh, you know, I I was telling David a few weeks ago about the Highlander Invitational, and you know, things come up in that league, and you know, everybody is very active, and we we're kind of all on Twitter, and we have our platforms, and and when Things aren't going how the league should. It's so easy to adjust them mid-season and you get a notification. Rules have been changed. You click right on it. You go see what has been changed. And it's just, it's just really convenient. And for, you know, as, as professional as that league wants, you know, as we want it to be, you know, Fantrax is there and have casual leagues as well. It's very good for that as well. So again, sign up today. Go to Fantrax.com slash prospects 1500 it does help us if you do go through that link to show them that hey you know we're listening and we're supporting fan tracks all that good stuff so if you could do that it'd be fantastic fantracks.com slash prospects fifteen hundred all right andrew let's talk about some of those hot starts with guys that you know you need to know about you know torque and wit and Julio you knew those guys you probably can't get them in any well I guess now you could buy low but <laughs> realistically speaking you're not getting any of these guys but there are a ton of names that we need to go over that you might be able to pick up, and in fact, I've picked up a bunch of these in leagues that are not necessarily uh deep um, and in my deep leagues. What I mean is that they're they're available in tons of uh, tons of formats that you're in, and you need to check for some of these guys or maybe not let's that's what we're discussing here today. We kind of gotta go through the smoke and see what's uh, going to actually cause the fire and uh, continue on for the year or if these guys are just off to a hot start and we know all about hot starts. If you've been in this business, uh, people seem to go get crazy and then they get figured out and that's the end of it. But they also <laughs> can turn into Anthony Volpe because yeah. that happened last year. Um, you could have, p- I picked up Volpe in the league just for free after his hot start and he just happened to stay hot the entire season.
0: And, oh, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. I also picked up Trevor Halver who was off to a similar start in the Yankee system and, uh, he did not turn into Anthony Volpe. He is now dropped from that team, but still, these are the guys you gotta go for, cause if you can get them, uh, turns, it could turn your team literally around, or if you're already kind of up at the top, like cement your championship roster. Yeah. So, we got a bunch of guys here. Um, I wanna talk about, uh, Christian Incarnation Strand. He's the guy that in my deep, deep league that almost everybody, I mean, there's like 500, 600 prospects on. So, I was able to oh, wow. pick him up. Um, he's hitting 421 with five home runs, uh, 42 total bases. And, uh, he's a, by the way, I, we should probably mention these guys in a little bit more detail because uh, be honest, I don't know too much about them until. They get off to these hot starts, and I'm like, oh, who's this guy? So this is a 22-year-old third baseman in the Minnesota Twins organization who's kind of always hit um, as a as a college bat. Even last year, hit 391 with four home runs and 18 RBIs in low A. So this isn't necessarily a huge surprise. And, uh, I mean, he came out of the gate hot um, those first couple of uh, uh, games that I'm sure you know, I don't know. Did he make more than one day for you on the stars or did he just make the one?
0: Uh he made more than one. Definitely. Yeah. Like it, it's just been scorching. And uh, yeah, he's just like you said, he's just hit con- consistently. And I mean, 21 and, uh, at an uh, high A is pretty good. It's a good, uh, good age for that. And he went, like you said, college graduate or college went to college. I don't know if he graduated. Um, but yeah, he's just hit everything under the sun.
1: Yeah, he's 128th overall pick last year. Oh wow! Um, so I mean, that, that's not super. You no, know, I mean, that that's little third deep. round,
0: but like, or right, yeah. third round. Yeah,
1: but if you show me a first rounder who hits 379 with four home runs in 2021 <laughs> out of the gate out of college, you know, you're getting pretty excited. And uh, yeah. he has I mean, he hasn't cooled down at all. I mean, he went, he went ballistic. The first two games, four for five with two home runs. Anyway, The next day follows up with a five for five performance. Um, but essentially it's been multiple hits and the homers are still there. And the strikeouts are a little high, but really impressive. And a guy that could be, you know, that it just keeps hitting. He reminds me a lot of kind of like a Dustin Harris where he always could hit. And then all of a sudden the power ticks up a little bit. And that's what you want. But these, you got to yeah. keep an eye on these strikeouts. So they're, they're pretty intense. And the, the walks are insanely low for a guy that's literally hitting everything. Um, two walks. Yeah.
0: In. That's.
1: That's which, something to be cautious of. That's kind of crazy because.
0: Yeah.
1: After you go four for five and then five for five, you have to imagine that, you know, you're probably not getting a lot to hit and to no. still only get two walks is a little concerning. So. Uh, a red flag. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you what did you want to say?
0: Oh, I want to say like yeah. Um, that's a big issue because uh, like you said, they're not getting something to hit. They're always going to throw him outside, which maybe means he's got great outside plate coverage. Um, but you really you, especially as you go up higher levels, they're going to exploit that more. It's kind of what happened with Joe Adele for us, right? He hit everything under the sun, and then as he got on, they kind of exploited some of his other weaknesses.
1: Yeah. Still worth a shot, though. I think definitely a guy you go after if you can, um, because he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. Big lottery ticket. Yeah, I mean, these these guys are going to be lottery tickets for sure. We're going to get into some names here that – a lot of people probably never have heard of Um But a guy that I actually know quite well um is Joshua Mears, who is from the San Diego Padres, again, uh, outfielder. I've talked about him a few times on the podcast, I believe. I haven't really, like, gone all in on him and said, this guy's amazing, you have to get him. Um He's not, as Gasper would say, my headbert Perez by any means, mm-hmm. where I'm just, like, in love with him. But I... Have seen him in person and he is a tank. He is huge. Um, and the power is there and it's showing up. It showed up last year for one and this year with seven home runs already. Um, but his, his struggles with contact are going to be something to really keep an eye on. He has 22 strikeouts, um, so far in 59 at bats hitting 275, but seven home runs and that power has been sort of like recently. He's just been sort of hitting home runs every day, uh, multiple home runs and they are, they're not. Yeah. They're not guineas either. I mean, they're bombs and it's loud. Um, so he's, uh, you know, 17 home runs last year, by the way. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of 114 strikeouts last year. So, uh, I wouldn't go all in yet, but man, he, he, he might just be a Joey Gallo type of player where he's just going to hit 35 home runs.
0: Yeah. I'm also seeing six blocks here. Is, uh, since you know him a little bit better than I do, uh, is he somebody who's more, um, patient at the plate a little bit maybe maybe he's getting struck out because he's a little too patient you understand does he
1: yeah i think that i think you're absolutely right i think there he does look for a pitch to drive uh, mm-hmm. he is very very big and tall and i think yeah. some of those levers make it difficult for him to make consistent contact which worries me because yep. how do you fix that you know if you're you're a tight end type of body <laughs> you can't really adjust that um and i do yeah. think that he is, uh, you know, he's looking for his pitch a lot, but I do think a, a swing and miss is going to be there, even if, you know, he is gonna, doing the Gunnar Henderson take every other, well, I guess every Baltimore Oils prospect is, that's kind of their thing now, <laughs> to, to take a bunch of pitches. But, um, yeah, I think that might have something to do with it. A good, a good, now I don't get to see him this year because he moved up to, to high A, but I do remember, he, I mean, I, the game I went to, he had an absolute bomb. So, you know, um, oh, by the way, I, you know, I kind of I don't know when to throw this in, and since mm-hmm. we're talking about games that I've been to, I did want to mention a little bit about the game I attended last Saturday. It seems like a good enough spot for it. Yeah, um, That was between the Visalia Rawhide, the Arizona Diamondbacks' low A affiliate, and the Lake Elsinore Storm, the, of course, the San Diego Padres affiliate. And the reason why I'm the Padres guy is Lake Elsinore is literally in my backyard. Essentially, I mean Rancho Cucamonga Quakes are literally in my backyard, but Lake Elsinore, is not ah. too far. Um and I was really excited. I picked this game out to go to right away. Um I had to see Jordan Lawler. Got to see him. Wanted to see the new guys for the storm in Jackson Merrill, Max Ferguson. And I also wanted to see uh Deviousin de Los Santos, who's been getting some hype um in the form of he you know reminds me of Ellie De La Cruz for Cincinnati was just kind of Love the body, loved the tools, had a huge debut, um, kind of exploding up a list. So he was a guy that I wanted to check out as well. So got down there. Um, Lawler definitely didn't disappoint. Now, he was only – he didn't have a hit in the game, but he did get hit by the ball one time. And he got a hit by pitch um, and um, and managed to steal two bases. And – uh he just looks great out there. He was DHing which was I was a little sad about, but mm-hmm. still at the top of the lineup. I mean, he looks amazing. I'm I'm very excited about Lawler. What were your thoughts about Lawler coming into this year? I know you know the shoulder injury kind of maybe scared some people off. There is uh some people in our prospects 1500 group there that think he was the best player um in fact in our uh, dynasty league that Nate runs. He was taken number one overall in the first year player draft. Um, and there's other people that viewed him more in like the five to six overall best player in the, in the draft coming out for dynasty purposes, at least. Um, I'm leaning more towards number one, number two overall after what I saw. What are your thoughts on Jordan Lawler?
0: I, I think you probably correct in that. Um, I think getting scared about an injury like a shoulder, maybe, maybe a little bit, but like not enough for me to, drop them down that much um it would have to be a full on hey that shoulder's basically gone don't think of him as a shortstop think of him as a first baseman type thing because otherwise i mean guys get injured all the time um various injuries and even pitchers right that get major injuries you drop them a lot of the times and they just come back right back and you just you actually lost out on a good player because you were afraid of an injury mm-hmm. you know and I just think that, that Lawler probably should have been the number one pick or number two pick, but, uh, you know, teams got afraid.
1: Agreed. I think, uh, if nothing else, I mean, Lawler's off to a fantastic mm-hmm. start, by the way. We could definitely yes. talk about him in more detail. But that injury, I think we just got to – it's its over. He's He is who he is right now. I don't think it's going yeah. to affect him in the future. So if, for whatever reason, that was kind of holding you back, delete that and scout away because he's he looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, another first-rounder was Jackson Merrill for the Storm, who I haven't necessarily been excited about because, you know, first-round pick for your team you're covering, you know, you, you kind of hype those guys up. When he was drafted, it was more of a better everyday uh, type of player all around, but nothing great. And he'll probably make it in some capacity, but what kind of fantasy value would he have and uh I don't know he's off to if you look at the stat line mm-hmm. it's incredible I mean he's hitting three eighty nine uh, the last couple of games multiple hits um he actually just hit his first home run uh of his professional career. He didn't hit one last year, and he's eighteen years old in high a i mean all this stuff should. Click a lot of boxes, yeah. But I'm still. I don't see. I need some power, I guess, from him.
0: Oh, I see. Are you wanting? Yeah. Oh, go. Uh, no. What What were we gonna say? I was gonna. Are you? Are you feeling like it's a uh, below average or average or above average? How How the power do you feel like he yeah, has? Yeah. So, I mean, I saw him against a tough lefty. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: And he, you know, he barely hit the ball hard at all, and he went zero for four. Um, okay. And uh, also, kind of bobbled the ball at short, so I wasn't thrilled about that. <laughs> now, of course, that's that's the one game I'm gonna try to see him a few more times. But my biggest thing with him was mm-hmm. that he was gonna change his swing. Like as soon as he got drafted, the Padres said, "Hey, we're gonna change his swing. We're gonna get some loft." So I don't know how much of that's coming out. I I kind of think he's still this hit tool guy. That's not going to provide more than, you know, 10 to 12 homers at the major league level. If everything goes according to plan, um, and he might hit 275 and he's going to, you know, play shortstop for you and he's going to steal 10 bases. And I'm just not super excited about him yet. So maybe I'll eat this later on. Um, but it, it's just an example, like the stat line here mm-hmm. And this, this, you know, Lake Elsinore and the whole California league, you got to be really careful. And you know about this. Yeah. I mean it you, especially <laughs> that's the other thing I wanted to mention too I, was the, the stolen bases
0: mhm
1: um, they they don't even pick off no. at all, <laughs> and of course, the bandbox box mentality uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with as well comes into play, but um yeah, I mean it, you know about california league, right
0: yeah, yeah, i mean um you it, it, the thing about that, that is, is, though, there are stadiums that are not hitter friendly, right? In that league, I I think that that does get overplayed a little bit, but I do think it is a thing. Especially, I know it was Lancaster, I believe it was. I think they got is Lancaster no longer part of our league, yeah, California League. Yeah, it used to have, like balls used to fly out of there. Um, there was a High Desert one that balls used to fly out of too. But um, I know Ie it's actually more of a hitter's. Or a pitcher friendly ballpark, um, in terms of the metrics, at least that's what Baseball America put out. But yeah, for Lake Elsinore and, and other stadiums, yeah, I can see that. Um, and of course, you know, when it comes to, uh, base running and, uh, steals, you gotta re- remember they also have the bigger bases there, right? I think they were implementing that in the minors, correct? If I'm, I'm not correct. You know correct? what?
1: I, 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 you might be right. I actually didn't take a look at the bases too, too closely.
0: Yeah, so and that may be it too. That may affect mm-hmm. the steals, and of course, they did other rules too that were in effect that uh, really hype or uh, improved the uh, base or uh, base stealing. Yeah. So, so All a lot of, that of things aside,
1: like the You can make the base as big as you want. I don't know why you can't throw over to first. I'm mean, <laughs> one one fall yeah. over to first from Arizona. I mean, I'm looking at the box score again. Uh, two stolen bases for. Acosta Ferguson had uh, five stolen base. <laughs> Max Ferguson had five stolen base. Oh god, That's so fantastic. Um, I mean, I'll just stop there because it just keeps going on. But yeah, uh, they, literally, like the reliever for the Diamondbacks, and who was it? It was Sosa. Some who is this? So anyway, uh, just would not throw over and you'd steal second, you'd steal third, and then you get on again, you steal second, you steal third. It's hilarious, so. Yeah, um, if
0: you ever look at these box scores, by the way, and I've, like, if you look through them, you'll see like a big paragraph and it's all the steals and who off of and who, what, what yeah. base and everything. And it's like, it's a massive amount because like you said, nobody is trying to stop them.
1: Yeah. I don't know why you, I mean, that is part of being a major league pitcher. I, yeah. you, you feel comfortable. Picking off every once in a while so that your ERA doesn't explode because
0: huh? it doesn't, it still counts. I don't um, know. I mean, Don Lester made a habit, uh, a career of yeah. not doing that, right? Yeah, yeah he did. It saved Julio Teran's
1: career. I mean, <laughs> Braves fans out there. He picked off everybody. Oh, yeah. He couldn't get anybody out at the plate. So he just picked them off at first. Um, but uh, Max Ferguson, I was laughing because, you know, Five is ridiculous for a guy that's not necessarily known for his speed. But Max Ferguson yeah. is the guy that came out of college as well at the University of Tennessee, 160th overall pick last year. And I, you know what? I might put him uh, – I don't know if I could put him ahead of Jackson Merrill just because of Merrill's success hitting-wise. But uh, I'm really liking Max uh, Ferguson. He Ooh. was, you know, that college hitter ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. He looked. He was facing the same tough lefty that Jackson Merrill was – and he bats lefty as well. They look really similar, actually. Um, and he put nice approaches up, hit a ball the opposite way. They looked really good. And of course, five stolen bases is going to get your attention. So uh, 15 walks as well for him in the the short sample size. So he's on a 466 on base percentage. really like Max Ferguson um, from what I saw. And then, of course, I wanted to mention Debbie's son, De Los Santos, uh, that guy – you know, I thought I was going to see this scrawny little, you know, how old is he? 18. Oh my gosh. He was 18 years old. He looked like, he looks oh, like God. Joshua Mears in terms of his body. I mean, he's, he's listed at 6'1", 185, but he looked like a grown man out there. He's playing first base for the, the Diamondbacks. And, uh, it didn't, it didn't do much on the game, but mm-hmm. man, he, uh, for an 18 year old, I can't imagine what he's going to look like when he actually Kind of develops here in two to three more years, so I, I like the hype with him. I don't think it's out of control, um, nor should it be right now. But he's definitely a guy that I think you'll see start to creep into some top 100 lists potentially in a year or so. So another name to to keep in mind. Other than that, um, not too many guys, except uh Lucas Dunn, who I think got onto your star list as well. I don't know if you remember that name, Lucas Dunn.
0: Uh, I yes. I'm- yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, he was, he's not even on my top 50. So, um, he's not like this, this guy you probably need to worry about. But, um, he also, he impressed me as well. He's listed as a second baseman. He was playing first base. I, I kind of ignore first baseman that I haven't heard of prospect wise in the minors mm. a lot of times, but yeah, um, he's off to a good start too. he He looked really good. He's hitting 304 as well. So he'll probably make my top 50 list now. Uh, and when we do the update but anyway um yeah that's the game fun i love minor league baseball have you been any to do to any minor league games out there in florida
0: not yet i hope to get one out in this may beginning of the or in may 14th weekend when the uh trash pandas and the um pence all right pensacola to see the blue uh faith of blue wahoos i hope hoping to get out there hopefully get to see uh, Jeremiah Jackson out there, although he's injured, so hopefully he comes back by that time. And maybe Jordan Adams can be there, who's off to an amazing start, much to the excitement of all Angel fans everywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll have to uh, check out an In- Inland Empire game uh, when they go out to the Quakes or to the Storm and uh, check out some of those Angels guys. Uh, um,
0: yeah, the- Alexander Ramirez is one of those big guys that you're talking about, and he suddenly is making more contact than I would think. Because he's one of those big lever guys too.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I, you can't beat minor league baseball. I, I bought a ticket mm-hmm. uh, for eighteen dollars, and it was in the back row in the the good. Uh, what are those guys called? The uh, what are? Oh my gosh, the people that tell you where to sit. What are they called? Ushers. Ushers. My God. Okay, that <laughs> that escaped my brain. The <laughs> usher came up to me. He's like, you know, you can sit wherever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're
1: all the same price. I'm like, oh cool. So I went to the literally first row. <laughs> Just to see professional baseball players in the first row. You can't beat it. No. Um, fantastic. All right, we're going to take a little break right here, Andrew. We're going to get back to those stud prospects. I know people maybe weren't too into that one random Lake Elsinore Storm game, but uh, I do feel like it's interesting to see what you know those players kind of show you when you see them in, in live action. So, But we will be back. We'll talk about those hot guys. And those cold guys that are uh, starting off the season. So stay tuned. This futures focus. We'll be right back after this. You ready? Showtime. And we're back. Future Focus here with you. My name is Alex Sanchez. Joining me in place of David Gasper, Andrew Rhodes, our Los Angeles Angels affiliate. And we got to get going here, Andrew. We got to do some rapid fire. I really love rapid fire stuff on this show, if you've ever listened to it. So I'm just going to name a bunch of guys off to fantastic starts. And uh, then I'll come back to you and you can pick one or two you want to talk about. OK, And we'll move on. I just want to I just want to hit as many as we, we possibly can here. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, I'm sorting here by the home run leaders because that's what gets me excited. If you're hitting home runs at the higher levels, the triple A, that double A, um, or even if you're a younger player, teenager in low A, hitting some bombs, uh, I'm going to look at you. So Nolan Gorman looking at you, he's been hitting home runs seemingly every day here the last week for the Cardinals. Um, I got to imagine that he's coming up very, very shortly. He's going to be, um, one of those elite type of guys for a lot of people. He also could possibly be, you know, a second-base eligible player for you. Uh, seven home runs here, hitting three forty in AAA as 21-year-old. That's clicking a lot of boxes. Plus, he's a Cardinal, so you know that they have devil magic working for them. So that's fantastic. Uh, Michael Bush also kind of off to a slow start to begin the Minor league year, which is frustrating because I traded him away and then he's proceeded to hit literally five home runs in five days here for the Dodgers at double A. He is 24, but six home runs with a 320 average, 470 on base percentage looks really good. Um, 14 walks to 16 strikeouts looks good. Um, we should mention this guy as well. Uh, Sedene Rafaela? 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 No. Rafael Raffaella is how you pronounce that last name, I believe. For the Boston Red Sox, he has six home runs. He's hitting .379, sort of similar to Incarnacion Strand. Kind of out of nowhere, you might not have recognized that name, but he's been putting off incredible performances for Boston Red Sox. Uh, he is, I believe, an outfielder. I need really to get Scott on here. I mean, Scott, or third baseman. Scott's the guy that literally he knew of about him before. Um, you know, 10 home runs last year for, for him. Not, not too bad. But, uh, of those names, anybody you, you wanted to talk about, Andrew?
0: Yeah, I'll talk about, uh, Sedani Raffaella. Um, I, I like him. He's, like you said, he's been hitting bombs. Um, really, really spraying the ball over, all over the yard. Um, and I like the strikeout rate. He's doing, he's hitting pop while also maintaining like a really low strikeout rate at 16%. I, I mean, that's, that's the combination for success, right? Hitting the ball hard and not striking out—that's that's how you you get to the majors. And then also walking in okay, like I mean, three walks in in fifteen games is not terrible for someone like him. You know, I think he's a great player. And then uh, Nolan Gorman, like you said, he would t- he's hitting the ball hard uh, hard out of the uh, park um, in Triple A. But I do want—I'm concerned about the strikeout rate. Hmm. The, it's almost thirty percent, um, and and those are, that's, that rate in AAA, it's just going to get worse if he gets goes to the majors. So I would like to see him uh, pull it down a bit. And, I mean, maybe this early he'll, he'll get that way. Uh, he'll strike out that, that much. And then perhaps uh, the, he'll work with the development staff and get it lower for a time and then get called up. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to get called up until that strikeout rate comes down. But, of course, it's also Cardinals. So, like you said, devil magic. <laughs> I'm it's kind of the same way with the Boston Red Sox, right? I kind of feel that same way. They do have devil magic too, so.
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, these these guys seemingly make these huge jumps out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared Duran comes to mind and,
0: and Bobby Dahlbeck. Yeah. Um, I thought they had the pros- worst uh, farm system majors, and then all of yeah. a sudden, nope, they got it. prospects everywhere.
1: Yeah. My gosh, they got some elite ones too. Um, let's, let's talk about some pitchers here. This is a little bit more difficult because you're going to see guys going to four to five innings max, maybe get six. So what I'm looking for here is just that strikeout rate. Um, and and in terms of, and of course the walks, you know, the walks for a lot of these guys here that we're going to talk about pretty darn decent, which is exciting. Um, the one that really comes to mind that, you know, made the list just yesterday was Daniel Espino out there pumping 100 miles per hour, 30 strikeouts and 13 innings in his three games. Andrew Painter tried to kind of one up him a little bit, um, as well because he didn't get, he hasn't given up an earned run all season. Um, now that is at low A, but he is 19 years old, um, coming out of the draft last year. He might be the best pitching prospect out of that draft last year. Now, um, if he continues this, he's 30 strikeouts in 12 innings. Um, a guy I've never really liked too much is Matthew Libertor, but 27 strikeouts in 21 innings, he has given up 10 runs, but still the strikeouts in Triple A for a 22 year old is not bad. Uh, another name maybe that you don't recognize, Adam Mako for the Seattle Mariners. Um, he is in High A, 29 strikeouts in 16 innings, good for a 3.38 ERA. It'd be a terrifying if the Mariners have yet another strikeout um prospect pitcher that's going to come up um because they have enough. Um it's time to share a little bit Seattle. Um so those those names, Espino, Painter, Mako, and Libertor. Uh anybody you want to talk about really quickly before we uh continue on to some more hitters.
0: Yeah, I mean Espino, he's been on the, the he's been on the tongue of all prospects gurus out there, right? Like he's been everywhere and he's kind of showing out why. You know he he had 14 strikeouts in five innings, which is insane amount. Um, and then Andrew Painter. You know, Tony, Tony Biff's is probably doing backflips with him because, you know, like this kid, 19 years old, striking out a ton, and just nobody is getting on base, really. Yeah, seven, seven uh, total bases or seven hits and uh, walks in 12 innings. Yeah, that's, he's got to be doing backflips.
1: So what's more impressive for you? Espino doing what he did at double A at twenty-one, or Painter doing what he did at low A at nineteen? Mm,
0: mm. I would probably say Painter. And really, I think it's not just the strikeouts. I think it's the walks too. I just he's not giving up walks either. Yeah. And that's you know, you're asking a young guy to to not to have control, and that's what he has, and that's, that's just, you don't get that usually, right? You, it's generally, you can get guys that have, that can strike people out, have great stuff, but they have zero command. They aren't, they're, they're gonna be all over the place, you get a ton of walks, but that's not, that's not the case with Andrew Painter. He's, he's getting guys out, and he's, he's not walking anybody.
1: Yeah, I'd be very careful with Espino, and uh, and again, if we're just looking at the stats, yeah. you could you you could look at it that way. But in terms of the scouting that goes along with it too, uh, of yeah. course, the fastball is very very fun. Um, yeah. But let's remember the Guardians don't really have that type of pitcher like that comes up <laughs> ever. Um, they have these guys that they sort of get the most out of the Shane Bieber types. Yeah. Where, you know, they're throwing the low nineties and they have this control. And Espino's fastball is nothing special besides the velocity. It doesn't move a lot. It's very flat. And mm-hmm. I think he, got, he might just blow away these double A hitters and triple A hitters even. And, um, sort of like, you know, Spencer Strider for the Braves, you come up, throws a hundred, you get all excited. Um, but if you don't throw strikes and you don't have that second, you need that secondary pitch you can throw for strikes. If you could throw a, even a halfway yes. decent slider for strikes, you got something. But
0: yeah, uh, I they, mean, the Guardians are, have been known for pitching, but yeah, you're you're right about that. I just I didn't think about that, but they're they've got some guys in the bullpen that throw hard, but they don't really have those guys in the rotation that are mm-hmm. that are throwing. Upwards of 98 to 100. They, they're all low 90s guys, like you said. Um, yeah. And, and you're right about the fastball. I, and I've said this before on this po- on the podcast. Uh, having a, like, having a good fastball changes a bunch of things. And when you have a straight fastball that, that's very hittable, you know, it's, it can get tough sometimes. Um, and it can take some time for you to actually adjust to the major leagues. Um, again, one of our guys, Reed Detmer's was have, is having that issue. Now he's he's going through his things and he's working he's getting better, but it does take some time if you have that hittable fastball because you have to rely on the secondary and make sure you command those secondaries properly.
1: Yeah, I mean it gets your attention for sure. You need to yeah. have that fastball. Um but it, it goes beyond just oh, if you throw hard, I want you. You know, yes. you gotta you gotta follow these guys and see what they develop. Um because everybody seeing this in the mm-hmm. the big league level, at least maybe not in the minor league level, but in the big yeah. league level, they're seeing 98 every, every night. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah.
0: I asked, well, well, uh, well, Middlebrooks, what was the difference between minors and majors? What was like facing it? And he's like consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to consistently see the best stuff that you'd see in the minors. Mm-hmm. Every night is the best stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's head back to the hitters because I like hitters more than, <laughs>
1: but, uh, Matt, we have a couple of guys, um, you know, higher end prospects here. We should probably talk about uh, Brady House, one of my favorite guys. You know, I must put him number two um, in my in my list if I was kind of doing the first year player draft again. Uh, maybe he's down to three, and maybe I put Lawler ahead of him. But he's off to an incredible start. The power not quite there, but that's the least of my worries with Brady House. He is hitting three eighty three with. Um, 15 strikeouts to seven walks, so pretty good there as well. Uh, he's yeah. simply getting a lot of hits right now, and that's very exciting to see because I'm not worried about the power at it's all. It's going to come. It'll yeah. be there. Um, my boy over there uh, now in uh, the higher uh, high A is Robert Hassel third. He's off to uh, a great start as well, 389. No real surprise for me here. Uh, what yeah. is a little bit of a surprise though is the speed. Um, of course we talked about low A just being embarrassing when it comes to stolen bases, yeah. but eight stolen bases already for him in uh, high A to go along with four home runs and just, just a solid approach and a beautiful swing. If you haven't seen his swing and you're listening to this podcast, go look at, uh, it's probably the prettiest swing in the minors. Like, Probably doesn't mean anything, but it is (laughs) fun to watch. Um, David's boy over there in Double A, Joey Weimer, also off to a pretty good start. He just made your star list the other day, or no? We he got nominated. I don't know if he had put him on. He had a bomb anyway, and so David got all excited. But anyway, he's hitting three three forty five, two home runs, um, only one stolen bases uh one stolen base so uh, but he's probably on a lot of top 100 lists and then of course Marcelo Meyer I wanted to talk about as yeah. well 333 again not a lot of power but uh, that was never really his calling card so much anyway so uh but great to see those elite draft picks getting off to incredible starts and of course some of those other elite prospects uh, moving up a little level, level that potentially could be a, a challenge and just dominating so those four guys let me get your thoughts. Brady House, Robert Hassel III, Marcelo Meyer, and Joey Weimer.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, Joey Weimer has been a name that's been thrown out that I kind of started to pay attention to. Um, and hitting for that that amount is pretty good for uh, in the Southern League. Um, and then, you know, we got our Brady House and um, Marcelo Meyer. You know, uh, he – Brady House's calling card was always power, so him not hitting for it, like you said, not no worries, don't care. Um, strikeouts are a little bit higher than I would like, but like not not crazy, yeah. especially for a young kid at 19. That's fine. Um, That's
1: part of his game too. I think he's always yeah. kind of him with that.
0: And then Marcelo Meyer, I was I was looking at it, and obviously I've seen a lot of the Red Sox guys come through because they're doing really well. Like the, the lists are, I've. The I have the book, and there's probably there's at least a guy or two from the Red Sox every day. And Marcella Meyer has been doing well, and I've seen seen him do seen him go through there. So you know, I I can see that. Um, And uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what I would have to say. I I like him. Um, And then Hassel he he came with high pedigree, and he's doing much better in high or Midwest League. Do you know if the Midwest League is a hitter or? a – pitcher friendly i know the um northwest league for us it's, it's 100% a pitcher friendly league Do you know
1: you know what i i haven't seen anything like mm-hmm. baseball america telling you about it or not but um following the the padres prospects i haven't noticed just enormous power that just goes yeah. away after so i would imagine it's probably neutral but i, oh. I don't know for 100 percent
0: interesting because i mean the home runs are up from last year that's that's fantastic, right? Like you, you have four home runs already in in fifteen games, where he had uh, seven, all of in or with seven with uh Lake Elsinore in a hitter friendly league, in ninety two games, right? That's got to be exciting. Um, yes, I he had more than that though because
1: he got no Ele,
0: eleven in total, yeah, but like 11, se- oh, seven in Lake Elsinore. Yeah,
1: seven in Lake Elsinore and then the four. Yeah, I mean the power. It's exciting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that pace is a little bit better. I, I didn't even like think about him as not having power last year. That's why I was kind of hesitating okay. because I, when I saw him, of course, he hit a home run for me. Yeah. Nice.
0: Although um, there is that gigantic wall in Lake yeah, Elsinore. So true. he had 31 doubles. So maybe he was just peppering that wall. And he'd have more home runs. You're
1: out. absolutely right. Yeah, you know that
0: stadium well. There's just like a huge yes. green monster in right for him. Poor foot yes. So I um, remember seeing Cole Calhoun hit one over there, and it was just amazing yeah. to watch him do that. But, yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah, that's good to know. man. I don't think he's going to ever hit like a 35 or, mm-hmm. you know, 30 home runs perhaps is yeah. maybe even a little too tall of an ask. But, you know, those 20 home runs, I think, are pretty easy for a good hitter like that. We've talked yeah. about that numerous times on this podcast. Is like get that hit tool that's just, above average to elite, you know, find yes. that player. Um, and then don't worry about the power. They're, they'll find it, you know, and they'll It'll run into 15 home runs at worst case.
0: Yeah, especially. Yeah, that's easy. It, um, I mean, especially for someone of his size. I mean, he's 6'2", right? He, yeah. He's a bigger kid. Uh, so he's the power's going to be there. It's another one of our guys, Brandon Marsh, right? Everybody was worried about the power, worried about the power. He's got, like, three or four home runs already this year. Mm-hmm. He's hitting for power. But he's got that great hit tool that you're you're talking about. Yeah, he looks good,
1: and mm-hmm. and you could just look at their swings too, and you're like, okay, yes. well he's lifting the ball, like he's going to be yes. fine. Yes, um, Andrew, I don't know if you listened to my bold predictions. Uh, I have not. Podcast. Um, great, because I can talk about it now again because I'm okay. off to a pretty damn good start nice. uh, with these two guys. Actually, I'll mention three guys since we're going to probably go over the colder guys. But I mentioned that Corbin Carroll is going to have more. War at the big league level, then Alec Thomas, Perdomo, and I think I put Seth Beer in there as well. And Coburn Carroll is off to a wonderful start here. 348, two home runs, five stolen bases, uh, 10 walks for a 475 on base percentage at double A coming off of a huge injury. Um, he's a top 10 prospect and it's only going up and up and up. He is going to be fantastic. And my other guy, Michael Harris is going to see time in the Atlanta outfield. And this is working on both levels because a Michael Harris is off to an incredible start in double a as a 21 year old hitting uh, his first home run today, by the way, raising his average up. This is actually a day old, but over 300, uh, at this point with six mm-hmm. stolen bases, and uh, he's playing what they call defense in the outfield, which the Atlanta Braves are currently not <laughs> doing that at all because we have Adam Duvall in center field with Eddie Rosario and Marcelo Zuna in the outfield a lot of times. Or when we really want to get ahead, we put Orlando Arcia in left field. So that's a disaster.
0: So <laughs> this is uh, yeah, working and out I, both levels. I, I thought my team had a bad outfield problem with – uh with Joe Adele out there and left sometimes, but that sounds horrid. That sounds like a nightmare.
1: Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me. You know, you put a, yeah. a Koutoufis out there, you put Michael Harris out there, and now yeah. Adam ball goes to left, and we're looking good. So anyway, that was just. Yeah. A, I just wanted to call that one out. But I also did want to mention the Anthony Volpe. I said would disappoint and uh, kind of fall down prospect lists this year. Um, I don't want it to happen. I have Volpe in a lot of areas, but he's 156 right now, two home runs, 17 strikeouts, eight walks. Was encouraging. I'm um, just not a huge start for him, but you know, it was my prediction, so I like it so far. Yeah. Um so yeah, Volpe, Michael Harris, Corbin Carroll, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh yeah, um I I'm interested about your Michael Harris pick. Um I'm not sure. Uh we'll see how he gets as he progresses. I think that's it's okay. It's a decent bet. But again, it's really hard to jump from uh, uh three essentially three levels in a year cuz I feel like the jump from AAA to um the majors is like two jumping a level, right? So jumping a bunch of going through a, a bunch of levels like that through in a year is really difficult. Um I think you're probably spot on about the Corbin Carroll. I think he's just going to I like he he looks like he's he's gonna blow past double A, just the way the numbers are looking. It just I wouldn't be surprised if he's blow past double A, and then um, as far as Volpe, you know there is that whole thing. Um, Yankees Yankee prospects like many Yankee players get uber hyped, and he did have a an amazing year last year, but I've always said. For myself and whenever I'm looking at a player or a prospect, do it again before i'm I'm a true believer yeah and Volpe sure. needs to do it again before I can be a true believer
1: absolutely um I think that's a great statement and i I do think that he is going to be very very good, but you sure. know people were putting him in the you know even top five top seven range and he ultimately could be that. I think there is sure. a great chance for that to happen. But like you said, you're probably safer off taking the approach of show me twice. Um, yeah. Because, um, it was an incredible year. There's no doubt, but double A is a whole other level. And then, um, again, just going back to that, to Michael Harris thing, I think that, uh, you know, if they, the Braves are willing to put Christian Pache in the outfield in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. For defensive purposes, I think after a couple more games like this, <laughs> it's just, um, he might get up and whatever you do with the bat is fine, Michael Harris. And I think it's <laughs> his bat's going to be fantastic. But, um, I do want to end the podcast here with, uh, some rapid fire pitching prospects because, um, you know, the, the, the hitting prospects have definitely let us down, at least the uber elite ones. And granted, okay. they're doing it at the major league level, but still, you know, sure. Bobby Witt, Julio, can we get going here? CJ, please. Um, you know, Noel V. is hitting 209. We didn't talk about that. Um, who else we got? Brandon Davis hasn't looked great. Alec Thomas hasn't looked fantastic. Nick Gonzalez is off to a poor start. With all that being said, the pitchers, if you're an elite prospect pitcher, you are, uh, you are doing pretty well in most cases. There's a few exceptions. We could talk about them too, but Grayson Rodriguez, um, what are you still doing in AAA? That's, that's basically
0: it. Money, 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 he, money.
1: He is, uh, <laughs> Sensational so far as a 22 year old. Yes. Jack Leiter also has been great in terms of the, uh, the three starts. He's made, he's at double A doing this sort of stuff. 186 ERA. George Kirby, uh, one, two, uh, 1.23 ERA. He even had a comment and was like, I just feel like I'm better than everybody. I, something along the lines of that. Fantastic. See, Max Myers struck out Ronald Acuna twice today at AAA. He, uh, has not given up a run, although he might have given up a run today. I didn't check. Uh, I think this is a day old, but. Still fantastic in AAA. Jackson Job hasn't given up a run, granted in a, a very small sample size. Yes. We have Hunter Green, who is in the big leagues and has looked electric. Nick Lodolo has also made his debut and not as electric, but he looks – Last start, like, it, sound, it seemed like it was a yeah, good man, start, yeah, right? Yeah, he looks like he belongs, right? Cole yeah. Wynn, Bobby Miller, um, Taj Bradley. Kyle Harrison, Mackenzie Gore is up and looking fantastic. I mean, that's a lot of names I just gave you. You don't have yes. to remember them all, but
0: the pitchers are doing all right, Andrew. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm surprised with Mackenzie Gore to sit, to start off with. I He seemed gone. He seemed like it was done. He was like the wheels had fallen off, and he was – I don't know if he was going to come back. And then he just – he he was like a bull in a china shop, just wrecking everything and going, doing whatever he pleased. Right,
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of doesn't make sense <laughs> no. because he just got to the big leagues and stopped walking everybody like he was doing in the minor leagues, and I'm a little skeptical about that, to be honest, but he is looking yeah. so good striking out major league hitters, 17 strikeouts and 15 innings, Yeah, but there isn't really a lot of explanation besides the fact that he's stopped walking people. And I feel like that can come back at any moment. But yeah, continue on with uh, some of your thoughts about those other guys.
0: Yeah, um, Jack Leiter, obviously number two pick, right? Number number two pick. Yeah, that's I thought so. Um, Yeah, number two pick doing exceptionally well. Kind of surprised he's doing that well in Double A, but again, he's number one, number two pick for a reason. Number one pitcher. If he wasn't a pitcher, he'd probably be number one. But you know. Striking out a bunch of guys. Uh, the walks are a bit high, but again, for a few, uh, only nine innings. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm excited for him. I, I kind of like what the Rangers got in him. Um, I think he's going to be a great pitcher for them, especially in that ballpark. Uh, who else do we got? Um, what's one of the, what, what was one of the other ones?
1: There we got George Kirby. We George have Jack Meyer, okay. Jackson Job, Nick Ladolo. Jackson Job was
0: one of one of my favorite picks, one of my favorite pitchers in in last year's draft. I wanted the Angels to draft him, didn't get didn't drop to him. Tigers, of course, went all in on him. Uh loved it. Thought, thought he could be one of the best pitchers uh of his of the draft. Um uh Hunter Green looks amazing. I mean, that fat like I think he he's struck out on the second artist fastballs by a pitch, uh, by a starter, right? Yeah. I, think, I mean, yeah, just hundred degree. Yeah. It's stupid amount yeah. of velocity. I was, I'm glad that I, he, he's doing exceptional, especially after the Tommy John surgery. Yes, he went to, absolutely. Went through. I mean, that's, that's what you want to see. Great recovery. Um, and yeah, as,
1: as you, as you think a little bit there, I just wanted yeah. to jump in and and kind of compare Hunter Green to Espino. And with mm-hmm. Hunter Green, his fastball obviously has the attention that Espino's has, but he has a fantastic slider and he can throw that when he wants to. And he also has a changeup that he's throwing for strikes as well. So when you have that, then you get a yeah. lot more excited. So I need Espino to kind of do those two things where, yes. um, otherwise I, I feel like you just throw him in the bullpen, but Hunter Green, Um, you know, he, he did face that tough Dodgers team, um, you know, but man, he, he looks,
0: he looks like he belongs for sure. Yeah. He looks like he could end up being a top rotation type starter if everything goes to plan to the Cincinnati's plan, you know? Um, and then we got, like you said, George Kirby, um, he's often exceptional start, um, one of them was starts with short, a little shorter than I'd like, but other than that, obviously it's early, so you know yeah, things happen.
1: First start, yeah, first start, yeah, did, and then the last two have been great. Yeah. What about these two names that I was extremely excited for, um, Kate Cavalli and Yuri Perez? They are not um, doing exactly what I would hope to, to start. Especially Cavalli, I thought Cavalli was going to like be a uh, you know a couple starts in AAA and then and get promoted. He has a nine ERA. Um, Yuri Perez strikeouts are there. 18 strikeouts and 12 innings kind of had a blow up performance. I think last night where he gave up like seven runs or something. It was just not very good. But he is a 19 year old in double A. Are you worried about any of those two names that I
0: just mentioned? I am really worried about Cade Cavalli. I know that sounds Mm -hmm. weird, but the reason is because it's the nationals and the nationals haven't really done well in developing pitching. You know, like they, they've traded away pitching, that has turned out well after a few years in other organizations, namely White Sox, right? But like, how many starters have you seen them go through yeah. them si- system and actually play?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder what's what what you know. There's got to be something deeper to all of that. Yeah, and uh, he might kind of be that. Well, we're talking with Espino. he's got that great fastball, but um mm. you know what is he what is he doing beyond that? I haven't seen his starts the the two walks
0: don't look bad. um he's just you know
1: giving up a lot of
0: hits and, and then uh, again, that is AAA, right? You are mm. gonna give up a ton of hits, maybe he needs to make an adjustment, but again, concerned because it's he's a national guy, yeah, and sure that's that scares me as for yuri Perez um I mean. He he seems to be having the same type of problem. Really, he's just getting hit around. Um, now he's in Double A, so he doesn't have that whole ballpark thing for Triple A that Kate Cavalli does. But you know that it, I don't know. I don't know enough about Yuri Perez to give you answers. Like it, I don't know about his fastball, his other pitches, how he how it, uh, his old mix is. So I can't give you more information.
1: Yeah, with, with him, the five walks are what jumping out. I think the fact that he was, I mean, he's got a fantastic pitcher's body, mm-hmm. uh, um, six foot eight, <laughs> 220, six getting, eight, huge, yeah. Yeah, getting huge extension. The fastball is not like 99 or 100 or anything, but it's, it's mm-hmm. very fast. And when you throw it, you know, four or five inches, uh, closer to the plate than anybody else does because you're six foot eight, comes off a little bit faster. And then he had all these pitches that he would throw for strikes and, you know, a changeup that wasn't great, but he could throw it for strikes whenever he wanted and a, a great slider. Uh, he could throw it for strikes whenever he wants. And so the command was just brilliant for a 19 year old at six foot eight. And so five strike, uh, five walks in 12 innings is very, uh, is probably the corporate here and something to keep an eye on. So if you can get those walks under control, I mean, the strikeouts keep you very encouraged. Whereas Cavalli has 11 strikeouts in eight innings. Um, still very good. I mean, there's no yeah, doubt either, good. that would play, but I mean, um, it doesn't give you as much confidence as, let's say, 18 and 12 with Yuri, where you're like, okay, I mean, just gotta stop walking people. Just look at Mackenzie Gore, dude. Just stop walking yeah. people. Just, You'll be fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Walk nobody. You're,
1: you're it, good. Yeah. Does anybody have no walks here? I'm looking at my top 100. Yeah. Oh, Taj Bradley. Oh, I love
0: Taj uh, dude, Bradley so much. I, I saw him last year. I was like, I was looking at pictures, right? Looking at, uh, comparing and contrasting, and Taj Bradley just stood out like a sore yeah. thumb. Like, he looks, think like he's going to be something special. Yes.
1: I'm very, very excited. So I should have been a, a bold prediction for him. But, yes, yeah, <laughs> he's the only guy on the top 100 list I'm looking at. Not giving up a walk. Not giving him a walk. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. Matt Brash, by the way. I wanted
0: to mention him as well. Oh. Um, looks pretty good, although, the, you know. I, I'm really scared. Of- I'm really scared with him because uh he's. He, like he's not he's walking a, a lot of them a lot yeah, of hitters could say, and, should <laughs> and that that scares me cuz that's like you know if you don't eventually these hitter major league hitters are too good they will take advantage of that and while your stuff is fantastic like if if they're going to know when you when your when your pitches are going to get in the strike zone and when they're not and yeah that just scares me yeah 48 strikeouts and 97 innings
1: last year in 2021. Mm-hmm. So it is. I mean, that's obviously a much higher pace now. But again, if he can kind of get that back under to where he was at in the minor leagues, then we got something here. I think a lot of these minor league pitchers, and I'm seeing this with the Braves. I know you know you you know the team. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, of course. So, but we have you know this Bryce Elder who came up. And he just he looks great, except he's just he's walking everybody again, and it's just nothing like his oh. minor league track record. So you wonder if you just get up to the major leagues, and it's just you don't want to give up that that home run. So you're like, oh, let me just throw the slider off just a little bit more, and then and then the walks go. So, um, I, I think th-
0: it's also different in the way the hitters are. I think, yeah I think, some stuff. yeah, I think they're more they understand their strike zone far better than those minor yeah. leaguers do. So those pitches that were close for minor leaguers are – you might as well be a foot off the plate for a major leaguer because they're going to know.
1: And Brash has that slider that's yeah. legendary at this point. So that's it's a pitch legend, that, yeah. uh, you know, a triple-A or a double-A hitter is like, oh, that's a strike, and then it's four feet off the plate, whereas yeah. a major leaguer can say, oh, that's a strike. Oh, wait, no, it's not, and then hold back. And, and so that can yeah. some locks. I don't know how you fix that, though. <laughs> so I guess yeah. – we might be a little worried about Matt Brash. I think he also got super hyped to the point where, like, he got
0: overhyped. Oh, I, yeah. That's, that's one of those things I'm always scared about. Like, I, with, with a lot, especially with prospects, I always go, Hey, hold up, hold up. Let's see what they do first before you start hyping them up. It's what, uh, Kalenic, right? I was like, pause. He may be good. He may be bad. Let's, let's wait and find out. But, you know, yeah. it's Kalenic season and then what happened last year.
1: Yeah, uh, you, you give him some time. I just yes. you need to know the uh that line in the sand, right? How much yeah, time exactly. is too much time, and how much time is not yeah. enough time? Because obviously the mm-hmm. prospects we were talking about with Julio and all of them,
0: not, not enough, enough time.
1: time. Not is it enough, enough time for Kelnick? Getting I, I, mean, I mean, he looks okay. I mean, he look. I mean, the average is still an eyesore, the, but he does pass the eye test a lot of times for me. Still.
0: Yeah, this is my concern though with. Um, the Mariners is Jared Depoto. This is a, like Julio Rodriguez, the second player recent, the top prospect that he's had jump Triple A essentially. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know Kalanick spent a few like a week or two in Triple A, but that's nothing. That's really nothing. Mm-hmm. And I it just it's concerning to me um, when you do that because especially when they start to struggle. Now I don't think who Jul- I think Julio will be fine long term, but like uh, I don't want to see this pattern start. It, yeah, brash, I mean,
1: brash skipped as well. Oh, yeah, see. Pitchers, but.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, pitchers, I mean, sort of, because the AAA can be a death note for pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think AAA is kind of, or can, be, can, can have at uh, least concerning things for pitchers, I should say, not death note, but concerning, thing, concerning, concerning uh, uh, changes for pitchers because mm-hmm. they're trying to survive instead of, you know, just focus on their development and what's, imp- what's best for them. Right. I'm
1: just going to say that if Brash gets sent down, mm-hmm. eh, go get him because he's going to go down and figure sure. out how to throw that slider for a more acceptable strike or looking sure. like a strike. And then I would, I would definitely buy high as I mean, Let's not mean, act like this guy is getting blown up. It's a 420 no, no, no. ERA. No, his, Before this last start, it was, um, well, actually every start, it's been two, two and three earned runs with the. Yeah. The strikeout rate's not huge, but yeah, six to six
0: walks. And I think if everything goes wrong, he's still like, uh, back end bullpen guy. Yeah, oh guy. like yeah. a closer, right? Like I could see him be a closer easily if everything goes wrong, but we're hoping everything goes right with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. know I, I, I was kind of reading this thing about two pitch pitchers and how.